it's Tom Panos here from News Corp. Over the next 40 minutes or so, you're going to listen to a live role-play vendor-paid advertising presentation where we cover scripts, dialogues, objections with a couple. We are going to be talking to these people on the basis that we've already built rapport and it is the second inspection. The discussion is purely focused on actually presenting the marketing program and overcoming the objections the vendors have. As I start off, I'd like to tell you that scripts and dialogues, when they're rehearsed, when they're practiced, when they're internalized, when you believe the words you use and you sound like a friend giving advice to another friend at a cafe, they're no longer scripts or dialogues. They're you being a trusted advisor. And that's the goal we have out of this project, to help you internalize these words so that when you're at a listing presentation, you don't have to use a thousand words when 50 will do. Hope you enjoy it, but more importantly, find it useful. Let's go to the presentation. Okay, um, Simon and Phoebe, is there a possibility that we could actually uh, sit down by a table where we can maybe uh, have a further chat about the marketing and I can maybe show you a few examples? Absolutely, come through. Yeah, come through. Okay. All righty. So one of the things that we've got to work out now is how we're going to present and market your home. And one of the things I always ask clients before I go into it is – Do you want me to present you with a marketing plan that's going to make you happy or a marketing plan that's going to get you the best price? We want the best price. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. We want the best. We want the dollar store. Okay. So um, what I'll say is that generally speaking, the best price comes from the best buyer. Mm. And um, one of the things that I want to explain to you is that you've probably had a number of agents that you've spoke to. Um, or, You've had three through, I think. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And everyone's got a, a view and opinion on things. But what I would like to tell you is it's it's the process, not the promise of a price that's going to get your home sold for top dollar. And what I can tell you is that the value of your home is dependent on four things. Mm-hmm. Number one is the location. So that would make sense. You know, the better positions usually get yeah. better money. Uh, Number two is the presentation of the home. Homes that are well presented are more attractive to prospective buyers. The third thing is the agent that you pick. And the fourth thing is the marketing. So the good news is, out of those four things, you control three of them. So um, one of the things I want to talk to you about is um, the marketing now, if I could show you how to swap three or four thousand dollars to make forty thousand dollars, would you be interested to hear that? Yeah, we would, Tom. But you know, at the moment the market's pretty hot, so isn't there lots of buyers out there? Why do we need to spend so much on marketing? Yeah, Phoebe, there's definitely a lot more energy, and if you've been following the media, you'll see that properties are selling and the clearance rate's really high. But what I want to remind you is that your home is going to be on the market in competition, not in isolation. Um, And one of my jobs as a real estate agent is to actually help out-present, but more importantly, out-market the competition. 
Um, Tom, that's yeah. all well and good, but we, we've spoken, as we sort of said to you, we've spoken to three other agents, and, and they've sort of said that, you know, they've got a whole stack of buyers, they can sell it really quickly, um, yeah, and, you know, that, you know, based on that, you know, why is marketing needed? Sure. Um, Simon, the first thing I'll tell you is the market's pretty good and there's mm. lots of buyers, right? And I would agree with what the other agents have said that there is someone that would buy this house. I'd actually even suggest to you that the market's probably that good that you could actually sell the house by yourself okay. and you could actually save the fee. But the proposition that I'm going to put to you is not to actually sell your house because the reality is I could actually bring our property manager that does rentals and they could stand here and they could sell your house to someone. Our job is to actually get you what I call the hidden 10% premium in the marketplace. And there's a formula to do that. Mm. Um, And just so I'm clear from your last comment, Simon, you said that, you know, you just put it on the market and quickly get the buyers through as yeah. the other agent. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm curious. Are you after the first buyer or are you after the best buyer? Well, I think it would be yeah, the best buyer, Tom. Best buyer. Thing. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you that the best buyer may come in the first week, but the best buyer may actually come in the fourth week. Mm. Um, if it's okay, what I'd love to do is actually explain to you the process on how we get top dollar in real estate. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, why not? The first thing I'll tell you is that we need to find the must-have buyer. The must-have buyer is the buyer that really has to own your property, that emotionally gets connected, loves it, really wants it, and probably, if I can use a metaphor, I mean, I, I, I noticed that you've got you know, a couple of kids and you, you've got a, a, a daughter that you've indicated to me at our first meetings doing her, her final year at school. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I just want to put this to you, you know, hypothetically speaking, if she came to you four or five days before her final exam and said, you know, mum and dad, I want a copy of this book. This is the name of it. It's the uh, year 12 final practice papers. It's going to help me pass my history exam. Can we go buy it? And you say, sure, it's $30. You know, you've looked it up on the net. It's $30. And you go out to a bookstore, say Dimmix, and you walk in there and you ask for it. And um, the assistant says to you, look, we've sold out. We sold the last copy yesterday. And, you know, you say, okay. And, you, you know, probably get a little bit agitated while your daughter's told you at the last minute you need this book. And yep. Yeah, right. So what happens then, Simon, is you go to another bookstore and um, might be Angus and Robertson and you say, have you got a copy of this book? And they say, I'm sorry, it's been um, sold out for a week now. And in in real estate, we start calling you an a, a anxious, motivated purchaser. Yep. Um, so hypothetically speaking, let's assume you go to a third bookstore. This third bookstore is open till late at night. It's um, out in the, the suburbs, you walk in there and you say, you don't have a copy of this book? And they say, listen, let's go to the bookshelf. You go over to the bookshelf and you notice that there's one copy there and you're over the moon. You say, oh, my God, thank God it's here. You pick it up. You go over to the cash register and as you pay for it, um, the cash register says forty nine ninety five, and the assistant says cash or credit. I mean, at that point, do you buy the book? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, 
that's what we've got to do is we've got to find a buyer that doesn't just pay a normal price. We need to find the buyer that pays forty nine ninety five for the house. We need to find the must-have buyer. Makes sense, Tom. So um, the way that we do that – It does make sense. Tom. Yeah, yeah. So not every buyer – so I suppose, Simon, not every buyer is equal the same. Some buyers – are prepared to pay more for a property than others. And our job, in many ways, I sometimes look at that John West um, commercial, The Tuna, where they say we reject 95% um, of the tuna. Um, and in, in real estate, we're a bit like that. We will reject 95% of the people that come to your house because they are not the must-have buyer. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it does. So that's part one of our formula. Part two of the formula the recipe, if you like, mm. is we find a must-have buyer, but then what we've learned is if we have two or three must-have buyers, what that does is it creates competition. And competition is what breaks records in the pool. Competition is what breaks records in sport. And competition is what breaks records in real estate. So if we can just retract for a moment, we're back in the bookstore, you're there with a book, and there's another family that's been looking for the same book for the last two weeks, and they're in there, and they say, we want a copy of this book. All of a sudden, the value of this book goes up because there's two people wanting it. And what I'm saying is, you've got a gorgeous home. Thank you. You know, it really is. I mean, and it's going to be just uh, a privilege for us to be able to represent you. What I would like to do is to be able to have two or three people that are fighting over this home, Phoebe, that are saying, we must have it. Because I know that if one person's going to offer 750 then the other person that was prepared to pay 750 will say, oh, we'll have to pay 760 And then maybe that 750 buyer will say, well, I'll pay 770 And before you know it, we've made an extra thirty dollars or $40,000 through this process of competition. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So... Let me tell you part three of the formula. Part three of the formula is we need to outmarket the competition. To find all these must-have buyers and to find out all these buyers that don't want your property, we've got to go out in many ways fishing with a net in the ocean, not going out into a pool with a rod and maybe picking up one or two buyers. So in many ways, we've got to go out and scream to the marketplace, we're on the market from the top of the mountain, not sit in a room quietly and try and sell a secret. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that does. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So one of the things I want to talk to you now is a little bit about the marketing. And um, if I can just show you here, um, we use a number of sources to find our buyers, print, internet, signboards. We've talked about marketing already and we think um, internet's the way to go. Right. Okay. Um, Can I ask you, um, Phoebe, what attracts you to the internet? Everyone's on the internet now. She's on it all the time. Right. She's all over it. Right. No one reads newspapers anymore, do they? Well, um, they do, but let me just cover the issue of of the internet. Can I ask you, what do you really, what do you like best about the internet, Phoebe? Everything's there. Everything, all properties are on the internet. Right. I can see a floor plan, saw the photos, I get all the detail I need. 
Do you can work out how much money that we don't have that she's going to spend as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so are you on? Like, are you on there most days? Yeah, I'm on realestate.com. Yeah, a lot. Okay. Well, and look, it's a it's a it's a great site because it's got everything. Um, do you notice that you become pretty educated at understanding values and? Yeah, and I think that a lot of it's about research and finding out what else is going on in my market. Yeah. Yeah, well, my advice to a buyer is that when they're looking to buy, the internet is your biggest friend because it is amazing at providing research and data and you can become super intelligent. In fact, most valuers are using data and the internet to help them come up with ideas of value. But what I will say is this. It's useful when you're buying as a prime research tool, but when you're selling, what you don't want to do is necessarily sell to someone that's a bit like you in the sense that they spend all their time on the internet. Because in real estate, we've actually got a term called the internet intellect buyer. They're very intellectual and they're very rational. And what they're doing is they're looking at data. And sometimes they get into, Phoebe, what I call paralysis by overanalysis. They have just done so much research that they can get confused. But more importantly, they will only buy if the price is right. So here's the problem. When you're a seller, you don't want to sell to someone like that. Does that make sense, Simon? So we don't want to sell our house to you. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe would want to buy it as an absolute bargain. Absolutely. Right? And that's what, true. That's true. Yeah, that does make a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. And um, on your issue about you know newspapers uh, being um, dead now, well, look, if you flip through papers, you'll see that there are houses there um, constantly all the time. And what we notice, that whilst we get less inquiries from the newspaper, they appear to be a better quality inquiry. We've got a term in real estate where we actually define the internet intellect buyer and the passive print aspirational buyer. And I just want to picture for a moment, you you know, imagine you get, you know, your local paper delivered to you, you open it up, Simon, and you see a house that you think, okay, this is perfect. The photos look excellent. Um, It really connects to your heart, you cut it out, that ad is sitting on your kitchen table, you go out there and have a look at it at the open for inspection, you love it, you th- you can picture yourself living in it, mm-hmm. and for the next three to four weeks, what you're doing is you're looking at this advert sitting on your kitchen table as you're having breakfast every morning, yep. and... That is the buyer that we love because they begin a love affair with your property. And many times the search of these buyers begins in print. So I would probably say that to get you a high price, we need to actually um, have both the internet intellect buyer, but we also need to get you the print passive aspirational buyer. We need to get you the signboard buyer. We need to get you the buyers that we've got on our database. And if it's okay, will I be able just to draw you a pie chart where all our buyers come from so I can just illustrate on paper? Yeah, no go problem. For it. Yeah, okay. Go. You got paper or you need some? Yeah, yeah, I've got one here. So let's have a look here. So 
What we clearly know is that we are going to get buyers from the websites. We're going to get buyers from the newspaper. We're going to get buyers from the signboard, the database. Our own website is pretty strong as well. We pick up a lot of buyers from that. That's good. Video, because everyone's got you know iPhones now and smartphones and they're happy to watch videos um, on those mobile devices, we do use video. Excellent. Yeah. You like those, don't you? I don't so, mind them. Yeah. So, um, and in addition to that, um, we've got our own property guide and we deliver that locally and hand it out and open for inspections and that seems to work really well because if a buyer walks into a house like in another suburb but gets it, they might see that property in our book, they like it and they come along. So so as you can see, what we've got is where all our buyers come from. What I can't tell you is where the best buyer is going to come from. Tom, because I think most of them are on the internet, can we yeah. just do two weeks of the net to see how it goes and then if we need to do more marketing after that, just to save cost? Yeah, so Phoebe, we, we could definitely uh, do that. We could definitely do that. Uh, my advice is not to do that in the first two weeks. You know. Okay, why is that? Right. I'd rather keep those two weeks up our sleeve for later on. I'll tell you, I mean, the reason why is this. Um, firstly, you never get a second chance at a good first impression. But what I'd like to tell you is this. Have you noticed when Coca-Cola or Nike or Apple launch a new product that what they do is that they've got what they call a product launch period? It's in those first two weeks that you can make a really good impression. It's those first two weeks that you can actually outmarket the competition. And look, you've got a great home, and it's is one of the best streets in the area. Please. Thank you. Yeah. So, and I think every agency would love to be representing you. But I always remind our vendors that they're on the marketing competition, not in isolation, and our job is to help you beat the other properties on the market. And what we've noticed, I'll give you a perfect example. What, what do you think the number one selling hamburger in the world is? The most popular? Uh, Big Mac. Yeah, Big yeah. Mac, I guess. Why, Tom? Well, I'm curious. Do you, I mean, is that, do you like it? Is that your favourite burger? No. Right. No way. Okay, well, here's the interesting thing that we learn a lot from McDonald's and marketing organisations that it's not necessarily the best product that wins in a market, it's the best marketed. And uh, it's the same with real estate. What we notice is that some of the houses that get the best prices weren't necessarily the best homes, but the homes that were best marketed. Mm, fair enough. That's good. Yeah. So what I'd like to tell you is that um, our job is to make your home in many ways the Big Mac of, of homes, you know, to actually <laughs> say to people, you know, you, you pay attention, look at this property. Um, so if it's okay, could I just show you the um, three packages that seem to be the ones that optimise the best price? Tom, okay. Tom, is this going to be a big cost? Well, <laughs> Simon, firstly I'd say... Um, it's, I wouldn't call it a cost. 
I would call it as an investment in the profits. This is your family home, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So can I tell you that this is one of the few things that you own or anyone owns in our country that is tax-free. So every dollar that we get extra for your, for your home is worth two times in the economy. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So hypothetically, if we got you an extra $30,000 for your home and you're not paying tax, you've got to earn $50,000 at work to get that $30,000. And we've got an opportunity here to maximise your net wealth by carrying out a marketing process. So the first thing I would say, Simon, is I wouldn't look at it as a cost. I would look at it as an investment in the profits. And realistically, it's equal to half a bit an auction, what I'm going to talk to you about. I mean, so if I just show you, we've got um, these three campaigns. As you can see, we um, have packages, the gold, silver, and bronze and the gold ones have the, got the full-page ads. Mm-hmm. The silver have got the half-page ads. And the bronze have got the quarter-page ads. And all the other things are in there, signboards, internet. Um, and as you can see, 4500 3000 and 2000 Just looking at those ads, looking at those... See, see, what I've done here is I've got the one house, mm-hmm. and I've put it in as a quarter-page ad, a half-page ad, and a full page ad. See, that's exactly the same house. Can I ask you, what makes that house look better? Oh, it looks really nice in the full page. Yeah, the pool really stands out, doesn't it? It seems to have more photos on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks good. Looks sharp. What, what would you picture, like, if your house was appearing in that format? Oh, what a kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you put as your other th- so three images? So you know, we put one big ad, uh, one big image, and three other images. Well, considering the painting job, I'd put the front of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I know I paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> so that. What about? The, I think the back area looks really good. The way the French doors open. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and given uh, the price that we want, I think it could potentially look really good in a full page. Yeah. So Phoebe, here's my issue: is when we go too small an ad. And we don't get to put, you know, the kitchen and everything else that we've just spoken about. Mm. You actually confuse the market because what you're saying is like a buyer that opens up the paper and looks at it and turns around and says, um, I wonder why they never showed the kitchen or I wonder why they never showed the front. I've done that before. Yeah, you do. Because yeah. you start thinking so to yourself, yeah. yeah. There must mm. be something wrong with that. Yeah, you, you think, oh, they're hiding that. And I'd, what I'd like. Or whatever it might yeah. be. Correct, mm. yeah. So I'd, I'd rather make sure that um, we've got synchronicity in our message and that um, we highlight the best bits and we get as many people as interested as possible. But just to put you at ease, because I know that you, you mentioned – um, the investment, or you use the word cost. cost I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a salesman, yeah, right? Yeah, so I'll fine. use the yeah, word investment, right? So, um, and and I'll look, I'll, you know, having a look that you know, if we wanted to go that that full page option, four and a half grand's a lot of money, Tom. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Look, one of the things that I want to get you feeling comfortable about is that you're actually um, not about to go into an experiment. What you're doing happens every day of the week. In fact, to make it easy for you, I've brought along with me 
uh, a dashboard which mm-hmm. shows our recent sales. Good. So if we can just have a look, um, on it it's got the last six sales that we had mm-hmm. and it's got the address, as you can see, a pick of the house, the method of sale, um, how much marketing was invested, whether print was involved, whether it was upgraded on the internet, because as I've told you, I'm a strong believer that you've got to be on page one and page two of the search results. There's a, you know, there's there's, um, the book, um, Google says, summed it up when um, it suggests that unless you're on page one or two of the internet search results, you're building a a billboard in the forest. Mm -hmm. So you you do need to be up, up front. Um, also, where the buyer said that they first found out about the property. That's really important because sometimes a buyer sees it in one spot and then ends up on the net or, you know, vice versa and the final sale price. So if you have a look here, um, just have a look. This one there uh, sold for um, 963000 and um, How yeah, many bedrooms is that one? That was uh, four bedrooms, uh, quite nice, renovated about 11 years ago. Mm. Um, and they invested eight thousand five hundred in marketing. Oh, okay. Um, that one there, as you can see in Smith Street there, um, and you know that property we we'd spoken about that one. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah that sold for um, eight sixty three, and that's had uh, seven and a half thousand invested in marketing. Buy, buyer actually saw it in um, the local paper there, as you can see. Hmm. Um, and as we go down three, you'll see that all these properties here, when we look at the final figure down the bottom, on average, these properties have invested about 1% in marketing of the value of the home. That appears to be the magic number that optimizes the best sale price. It's quite substantial. Yeah, and that's, I like showing these it case is. studies these case studies. So there's definitely a correlation between money that's invested in marketing and the final buyer that buys the property. And Tom, did all those properties sell over reserve? Um, well, not every one of those was an auction, uh, Phoebe. Um, so if we have a look at those, this one sold at reserve, this one sold at about 5000 under the reserve, but the owner would have taken uh, even $15,000 less. That actually set a higher reserve right. on that one. Um, this one was a private treaty. That was a private treaty. Um, but I've got to tell you that all those vendors there uh, were very happy with the final result. And, in fact, um, you can um, contact those. We can provide their contact details. So you oh, can wow. actually you know, have a conversation with them um, if you need to. No problem. Yeah. The other side of it, Tom, is you know I've had a few friends talk to me about agents like to – do like their vendor to do print marketing uh, because it obviously gives them exposure. So wouldn't it be fair to suggest that perhaps you should well, he pay just for wants the print? Or... He wants his yeah. <laughs> Look, I got to I got to tell you, most real estate agents love uh, love uh, being seen. I mean, they're in the business they're in the business of uh, being spotted and and um, looking like they're they're active. Um, and what I'd like to tell you is this. Yeah, an agency does like being noticed. But can I ask you, you know when you watch the news on TV at night, do you watch the news? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. All the time. yeah. Depends, yeah. Well, what, 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 what channel do you normally watch? I watch seven. I like watching the ABC. Yeah. Okay. So does it say something about you guys? Or yeah. Because no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more intelligent than he is. Uh, 
You haven't worked that out already, Tom? No, nah, well, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the business of making everyone happy, so I don't comment <laughs> on those things, you know. Um, let me just say that when you watch the news, do you watch the news because you want to see what the newsreader's wearing and look at the newsreader, or are you watching the news to see what's happening? Look for, to, for me, to watch, see what's happening. Yeah, it's yeah. top stories of the yeah. day, definitely. Yeah, and I hate coming across as someone that's going to keep using, you know, metaphors, but I think it's really important that um, you see the comparison that it's no different with real estate. People open up and look at real estate because they want to look at houses. Yeah, that's true. And they will notice the agent's face maybe or the agent's name just like they notice the newsreader because they present the properties. Mm. But that's not what they're there for. They're there because they want to look at real estate. And what I'd say to you is I'd hate to actually not be in there in the paper because you think to yourself, oh, it's not there for us, it's there for the agent, when there could be a buyer out there that's be prepared to pay, it could be the must-have buyer that I spoke about, is prepared to pay thirty or $40,000 more. And I'd hate to lose the opportunity of not grabbing their attention. But what I'd like to do is just run through um, a report that is probably going to give you a lot of clarity as to why you should be investing in good marketing. Could I do that? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Have you heard right of that? Yeah. yeah. Have you heard of RP Data? Yeah, I have. Yeah? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not into it, no. Okay. So, Phoebe, do you know, do you know what they do? Uh, I see them on realestate.com. Yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, I just see their logo around. Yeah. But they just got. They seem to be the ones that have a lot of data. Yeah. They sell. They sell reports on, right. and various kinds of reports, like um, how what the median price is, and um, we, they call them consumer reports. Okay. But they also produce a report called Media Maximizer, and this is a very interesting report because what they do is they analyze every house that is sold on a monthly basis, and what they do is they look at where that house was advertised, and then they release the results. Um, we get a copy of that report on a monthly basis, and can I just show you the current figures that RP Data have for this area? Yeah, I'd be interested to yeah. see them. So what they've measured is the success rate of houses that have sold within this region over the last 10 months here. So if you have a look, online and print had a success rate of 87% and online only had a success rate of 65%. So is that for properties that were used both versus Correct. Using online? So online is just the internet and online and print is that they had both those things going. So that doesn't come as a surprise to me because think about it. If the more places it's advertised, the more people are going to find out about it. The more people are going to find out about it, the bigger the chance you're going to find someone that really loves it and pays top dollar. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty yeah. simple. Like real estate is, it's, an, it's a numbers game. It's a get, getting bums on seats, right? And that's what we're, we're here to do. Um, and more, like, more importantly, imagine you, imagine that you're at a doctor and the doctor, you know, you've got an illness and the doctor turns around and says, listen, if you take this, you've got an 87% chance of success, right? Or you've got 
if you take this, you've got a 65% chance of success rate. What would you pick? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, it's pretty basic. It's and, life or death. And this is, by the way, this is a third-party independent uh, report. Okay. So um, we believe using evidence-based um, results to make our decisions. So, but this is the figure that I really want to, you know, touch on, and that is they look at the average sale price for that same period, and this is what they found: online and print, one point two nine three million versus online only, one million two hundred and one. So, what we're talking about is about ninety thousand dollars difference, guys. Awesome. It's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. when you have you're online and offline in line, you get a better result. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So I'm on board with everything you're saying, and I, I get that the results show that you know we can get a better price if we do more marketing and invest in more marketing. Um, I just wanted to find out, um, can you guarantee that for us? Like, Are you able yeah, to say, Phoebe and Simon, I'm going to get you – I'm going to 100% get you the price that you want. Yeah, yeah. Your, would you say 10%, 10% premium is what we're talking about? Well, that's yeah. what you talked about in the beginning yeah. was that 10%. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the simple answer is there's no guarantee. Mm. And whilst we can't control the price, we can control the marketing. And maybe a really good way of looking at it is this way. You know, when I, I when I parked my car today, the first thing I did is I looked at your house, you know, I looked at it again and um, being our second meeting, I'd got to know you and you s- strike me as, as people that are, you know, pretty up-to-date, commercially savvy and don't make, you know, irrational decisions. And I noticed, you know, that that four-wheel drive that you got in your driveway. Could I ask, you know... What, Phoebe's Prado. Yeah, that's a Prado. Okay, <laughs> yes, so that's yes. yours, Phoebe. Yes, it is, yeah. Okay, how long have you had that? Uh, three years. Three years. Can I ask you, what, do you know roughly, Simon, what that car's worth? 60, 65 Six. grand, something like that. Okay. Okay, and can I ask you, what's the insurance premium on that car? About two grand a year. Two grand? Yeah. Okay. Did, I mean, do you, I, I don't want to know what your driving record is <laughs> exactly, right? Mine's good. Mine's it's good? good. It's good. Uh, it's good. Uh, no. Okay. Can, did, have you claimed insurance on that Prado in the not last year? No, not okay. But you 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 spend two thousand dollars every year. You get you get the sign. Yeah, you get the you, you get the point. Like you'll spend two thousand dollars, but there's no guarantee that you're going to have an accident. But why do you do it? Why do you spend two thousand dollars? Just in case, Tom. In case. Okay. Well, I've got to tell you, in real estate, the in case can be far more costlier commercially to you than saying doing some panel beating on your car. Um, and I think that if at the moment you've got a bit of a mental dilemma between investing the 4500 in marketing versus saving it, I would say that you should look at that marketing as being insurance, that you don't undersell the biggest asset that you own, the family home. Mm. That's what I would look at it as. But realistically, we might actually end up getting you just an amazing figure because we outmarket the competition and we get a buyer that is emotionally connected and they fall in love with it and they're fighting over it. But worst case scenario, how will you know you've achieved a hundred percent 
of the potential in the value of your home if you haven't used 100% of the resources available to you. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I don't want to take a risk. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It does. Um, look, I suppose... I want the best price. Yeah, There's so no do point I. otherwise. Yeah, otherwise we we'll can't get the next place. Yeah. Okay, well, look, all, 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 I'm, all I'm telling you is I'm only recommending to you what I would do myself. Okay. That's all I'm doing. Okay, so now um, what we want to do is just make sure that you are comfortable with which advertising package is going to get you the best price. So okay. let's just have a look. This is the gold one. And as you can see, um, all packages have got the internet. This is the one that had the full pages, isn't it? This is the full pages. So essentially what we're doing is gold is the full page package, silver is half page, bronze Mm. is quarter page. Okay. I want to ask you, um, out of the three packages, which one would make your home look best? Gold. Yeah, the gold, the full page, Tom. Yeah? Yep. Okay, so um, let me make a note of that. Yeah, I think based on what you said, that makes the most okay. sense. Yeah. Based on the rest of it. Yeah. Just a couple of other things that I need to get this up and running. Is is a property, it's in both names? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Great. And can I ask the curtains, the blinds, light fittings, they're all staying with the property? I suppose. Yeah? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I've just got to make a note of that. Um, it's going to cost a bomb, though. Yes. It's time to move on. <laughs> okay. All righty. There. Great. Um I'll just get you to okay that. This is giving us the authority and discussing the fee that we'd spoken at that uh, uh, earlier meeting. And um, there you go. Can I just get you to okay that there? Yep. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Um, And when do you see the first set of people coming through? Couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. right? So we're going to, you know, work a timeline from there. Work, work backwards. There's a lot that needs to get done. Um, and yeah, I know. I've, I've, you know, I've spent a, bit, a fair bit of time with you um, here again today. But what I'd like to do is maybe spend uh, fifteen or twenty minutes, um, maybe tomorrow, where I outline to you what's going to happen over the next one or two weeks. And I want to prepare you for what to expect out of the process. I want to cover, um, you know, just certain things like ideally that when we've got people coming through that you're not around so they can feel like they can have a proper look and they're not imposing. And I just want to talk about um, all that sort of stuff. So if it's okay, and I also want to talk to you about the frequency of our contact, how how often I'll I'll be talking to you and uh, what to expect from me. So... Um, Sounds good, Tom. Great. All righty. Well, thank you again for the opportunity, and um, I'll be coming back to see us. Yeah, yeah. Top price. Yeah, top price. I've got it. I've got it loud. You need new shoes, Tom. (laughs) 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 Okay, so I am under pressure. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. That concludes the live listing presentation with scripts, dialogues, and objections on vendor paid advertising. 
RP Data Media Maximizer reports are available from News Corp and your representative. I'd also like to let you know those reports sit on my website at tompanos.com.au where you can also watch seven-figure agent attraction interviews every week and there is a lot of other free tools on there as well. Until next time, this has been Tom Panos.